know those moments in life when you feel that somebody may be looking at someone else's homework? Oh. I feel like Mazda is aware that Subaru is able to jack things up a little bit, put some body cladding on it, and sell to an entire group of people that Mazda hasn't sold to. So we used to make fun of the CX-30, because we were like, there's a CX-3, there's a CX-30, which is essentially slightly lifted with body cladding. Well, they're doing it again. This is not the CX-5. This is the Change CX-5. It is the CX-50, which is lifted body cladding. I actually think this is Mazda going after the Subaru Outback market. Are you insinuating that styling sells? A little bit. That's weird. It's weird. It's controversial, I know, but I think Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I think you're right because when this was released, it looked exciting. Mm -hmm. It did look like Mazda was going after Subaru and it does feel like Mazda felt like they wanted more off-roadiness. Yes, they for want sure. more off-roady kinds of customers. Absolutely, yes. So yes, the black plastic cladding, cladding. How often do you get to use that word in a not sentence? Not often. Outside of automotive, rarely. Yeah. But that's not really what this is about. I don't think this is going to go off-road any more than a CX-5 is or any other Potentially SUV true. in yeah. this category. Yeah, yeah. It does come down to style, but ultimately it comes down to how do you like the passenger space and mm-hmm. how do you like how it drives? Yeah, it's got Apple CarPlay, wireless Apple CarPlay, and you know all the little features you look for. But so does everybody else. True. And for the first time in a very long time, I feel like Mazda phoned it in. Really? I think you and I, I feel differently. The all exterior right. looks great. It does. The styling is good. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what those two protruding things under the headlights are. <laughs> and they've got a flat on them to just, like, the dirt just lays there. I don't get that. <laughs> it's got antlers on the front. Well, it does. They're like these jowls or Antenna, something. I, I'm something not sure what they are. There. The exterior looks like, ah, off-roading. Mm-hmm. But nowhere on the mechanics of the vehicle does it suggest, like, we've got a locking diff or a transfer case. True. Or underbody protection or something like that. We that have an say, off-road mode. <laughs> that's it. There, nowhere else yeah, okay. does it say, like, okay, we've got, you know, it doesn't even come with knobbies. Like, True. 18s with some knobbier yeah. and the suspension. Just the cladding that people will say, you know what? That looks like a canoe, outdoorsy, take to the beach, put a roof rack, bikes yeah. in the back. That's the, all the press photos. Name the boards from any sport. <laughs> put the boards in. Yep. E-foils. You can take your E-foil back here. E- How often have you heard E-foil on a yes. car review? That may be a first. <laughs> the, the thing about this is this is a revised CX-5, and I need to acknowledge right now that the CX-5 is one of our absolute favorites in this market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The five-seat mid-sized, not-that-expensive SUV. We just say to people, get the CX-5. It's very, very good. This is a revision of the CX-5. It's not a complete rethink, though it is the first car from Mazda to come out of their Huntsville, Alabama plant. That's interesting. But this is longer, lower, wider, which you never associate with SUVs. That's not how an SUV is built. That's a sports car thinking. It's got a long hood on it. Look at this thing. This is longer, lower, wider than the CX-5. It also has a little bit more ground clearance than the CX-5, and it also toes a bit more than the CX-5. The CX-5 toes 2,000 pounds. This will do 3,500, which is a pretty big jump. Now, that also means 3,500, not 5,000 or 7,500 or you're not towing anything legit with this, but all of your outdoorsy gear is perfect for this. It is, like the Outback, it is outdoor intention. More than it is. Outdoor adjacent. Well, there you go. We're outdoors. Look, we're on a road. We're outdoors. (laughs) We're going to go find some outdoorsiness. We are. We all know that this is going to be driven mostly on roads. 95% on roads. And it does feel a bit different than the CX-5. 
Is that dirt? We have specifically found something that is off a road. Are you sure? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Off road mode. I know that because it is brown. (laughs) (laughs) It's not code brown. Brown like dirt. Yeah. There you go. Sport mode is red. Off road mode is brown. It's actually got good power. Two fifty six and three hundred twenty pound feet of torque. Which is this same engine in other specs. It is the two point five liter that they put in the CX five in both naturally aspirated and turbo. Mm-hmm. Guess how it's available here? Actually, for the segment, is pretty up, it's, it's far solid. up there. It's solid. Yeah, for it's sure. It's good. And the back seat space is good. The mm-hmm. people space in here is good. But look, we're, we're on a dirt road that is. Pretty much the extent of what I expect people to do with this. Fire roads. Yeah. Rocks the size of your fist would be like, ooh, is there a button for that? No, there isn't. I don't isn't. have a rocks the size of my fist button. There, that's weird. There isn't. Baseball gravel There's that's no not There's no suspension. Here. Like I said, no underbody protection. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing that would suggest off-roady except for the plastic on the outside mm-hmm. that kind of mimics an ATV. Mm-hmm. Subaru has gone full cladding on their models. They have. I want to remind all of us that Subaru was a rally champion for decades with no cladding on their rally cars. That's true. So it's hysterical to me that cladding is now the thing that we all need for off-road. But But Mazda has seen Mm -hmm. what's going on at Subaru. Yes, they have. Uh They have cladding. Mm -hmm. They're selling it for off-road. Yep. Why can't we do that? Yes, and they... So here we are. But I do have to say this. This is one thing I'm very impressed by, and that is this is not a CX-5 with body cladding. Underpinnings, yes, but this is a different design. The longer, lower, wider. It's like when you get a burger and they deliver it and it's just too big and you just go squish. It's it's that. You took the CX-5 and you just... A squished burger. Yes. You took the CX-5 and you just squished it longer, lower, wider, and gave it body cladding and said off-road. I do appreciate it. Step on your hamburger. (laughs) Here we are. It's not just a CX-5 with body cladding. They did other things. Subaru has had the Outback forever, which is a wild seller for them. It's the only wagon in history that sells like crazy. Yep. But they did body cladding on later versions, and it actually looks more aggressive. So that's what this is. Look, I like how it looks. Mm-hmm. I prefer the lower look to it, the wider Agreed. haunches. For the first time ever, Mazdas have hips. Have yeah, you noticed? That's fair. Yeah. Actually, front and rear. Mm-hmm. Actually, this, the sculpture is really quite nice. But from a dynamics perspective and from how this is going to be used, I see very little, if any, difference whatsoever between this and the CX-5. Mm-hmm. The center console is a touch wider. Yes. There's deeper cargo area back there. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's more room. There's more space. It's it's a, just a little bit different. And for them to do something like this, I applaud it. But from a driving standpoint, I don't know that any new ground has been broken. No. I, it's the same mechanically. Mm-hmm. It drives the same. Actually, I think it drives worse than the CX-5. I much prefer the CX-5 and how it drives. Interesting. Okay. I don't think this drives very well at all for what it is. Interesting. I think okay. there's too much body roll, but then you get it out here, it's sort of like... Oh, hey, look, washboardy. We can let it slide because, you know, this it, is the off-road version. It has a generally more chattering suspension than the CX-5. Just, just it, It's busier than the CX-5 yes. is, for yes. sure. The CX-5 but is planted. Yes. It's great. Depending upon what you're buying for, that gives you your off-roady feel. I see it. It's designing for a potential market they don't currently have. 
I thought this actually was going to just be the replacement for the CX-5. Sure. They are two different vehicles, and that is interesting. The running gear is the same. The six-speed has been excellent in the CX-5. Guess what? It's still really good here. It's not a CVT. It's not 400 it's gears. It's just that Mazda is the last are the last manufacturer out there somehow that can take a six-speed transmission and make it feel good enough. Everybody True. else has got to do 9, 10, 12. <laughs> now, this is, the, again, it's not any different than the CX-5. This is a styling and marketing exercise, but at least it is a different vehicle than just the CX-5. Slightly. But it's well, not different enough, in my okay, opinion, okay. To, to justify it. Because it is the same six-speed. If you're going to do something like this and charge forty-three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which is kind of up there, even though in the segment it's uniform, down the middle, yeah. This is an opportunity to introduce new technologies, different engines, different transmissions, different things that might make it more capable for what the the look suggests. It's too close to the CX-5 mm, for my taste okay. to justify your dollars, and for how much off-roading you can do in the CX-5, it's about the same in this. It, the, this the, doesn't break new off-road ground definitely mechanically. Not. Definitely not. No. But it suggests that it does, and maybe that's all people need. This is the work boot that you can wear to a nice dinner, and the CX-5 is the dress shoe that you can wear outside. This they is the are, work boot with fur that, that, that They inside. are directly overlapping each other, but splitting a bit. It's like the, the two circles that do this. That's what they are. I am surprised that it actually is this interesting design. It's and interesting. You want to talk about the vent? Yes. There are vents. The vent. But there is a vent here that is quite questionable. The instrument binnacle is cool. Mm-hmm. It's excellent, actually. Yep. The vents are very driver-focused. I mean, that should solve your blast cold air at my face desires. They're doing good. Right? Yeah, they're doing yeah. good. Uh-huh. But then you move to the middle, and you have a strip of pretty cheap-looking plastic, uh-huh. and there's this randomly placed vent. And you know, <laughs> if you look at the layout, well, you've got the HVAC system and a screen, and it drops away into a shallow divot in the dash, yep. trying to not look so stuck on, even though it still kind of does. The screen is plenty big enough. It's great. It's a good screen. Apple CarPlay, wireless. It's wireless, and, auto. and the CX-5 has been wired forever. This is a wireless Apple CarPlay Android Auto, which is very nice. The screen's very clear. But this center vent doesn't line up with <laughs> anything. It doesn't line up with something in the screen. It doesn't line up with the center line of the car. Nothing down here. Uh-huh. The glove box shut line. Nope. It has no Nothing. reference point. It has no reference point at all. Is this mostly for me and some for you? Do we share, you know, do we slide it back and forth? How, <laughs> how do we divvy up the air that's coming out of here? Why not make the interior more interesting? It's almost like Mazda designed this to put your feet on the dash. Don't bugs do that. me, drives it's, me up the wall. Not, it's, it's actually kind it's, of scary. It looks like they designed it to be wiped out. Clean and simple, but it doesn't feel very Mazda anymore. It does feel like the cheap version. They kind of tried to get by where we've loved Mazda for how much you feel like you're getting. It feels like an expensive car, and you paid, wow, way less than you thought. Mm. This feels like I'm paying more for something cheaper. I don't care for it. That's so what we have what learned like here is that doing vaguely off-roady is has, has hits no target for Paul. On-road, off-road, vaguely off-road. I'm not saying is, you, it has to be chucked 200 yards off a cliff, no, kind of block style. We're not. And, we're, looking, we're looking for the TRX here. But from a style standpoint, again, they've introduced very attractive, interesting new exterior styling. Yeah. Where is that in here? True. That's the fair. vents are interesting, but otherwise, that's the same HVAC mm-hmm. unit. The vent is odd to me. It the doesn't even vent. have yeah. a, a surround. He, he odd. These yeah. others have a nice surround. You know, vent, look at me, vent. This is sort of like... There's a hole in the dash. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm not convinced for the, the puffy dash that's new to Mazda. The, the 
bloated kind of feel. Maybe that's for all your off-roading, so when you hit the dash, it's going to be bouncing off the yeah, front of the instrument panel. That's what it's for. Maybe so, but the plastics don't feel high-end. They hold it in texture that just it feels kind of cheap. Interesting. I don't think they're justifying your dollars and staying what Mazda is known for now. There's a lot of others in this category that deserve your dollars, too. Same features, same, 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 same. So here's my question before you drive. Would you get this over an Outback, though? Because oh, you, you clearly wouldn't get it over the CX-5, but would you buy it over an Outback? And for me, yes. I suppose I'd need to really discover my camping roots and You'd have to get a beanie and a kayak and a guitar, and then you could really dial in which one you prefer. Are Outbacks $43,000? Load them out, they are. Maybe. At that point, it just does come down to exterior style, and for that reason, I'd probably choose this because they do look better than the Subarus. But I don't know what this has that Subaru doesn't. Fair, and the Subaru has a dedicated all-wheel drive system that's one of the industry It's actually leaders. way it's better, good, yeah. and you know you can just bash on that Subaru. Mm -hmm. Can you bash on this? Maybe. We're going to do this, make it Safari, make it something awesome, and charge 47 Yeah, it's more expensive, but look what you're getting, and you can do more off-road kinds of things. All right, well, you have Styling to drive it. cells. Yep, you have to drive it, see if you feel differently. I do. We all want to talk about the go-fast parts we're thinking of putting on our vehicles, but what about the stop-fast parts? Brakes are an essential part of your vehicle's maintenance, and upgrading is better than just simply replacing. You can transform your vehicle into a stopping powerhouse with a PowerStop brake upgrade kit that includes carbon ceramic brake pads, drilled and slotted rotors, and all the stainless steel hardware that you need to complete your upgrade. PowerStop is on a mission to provide a complete and affordable brake upgrade kit for pretty much every vehicle on the road. If you tow, they have that. Off-road, track days, they have all that as well. They even have kits for brand new vehicles like our Toyota GR86. Take care of your brakes and even improve them by heading to PowerStop.com and entering your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder that'll match you with the right brake kit for your vehicle. There goes a Crosstrek doing the exact same thing we are. Mm -hmm. He looks pretty capable. <laughs> the back seat space is pretty decent. It's very good, yeah. The cargo area is great. I do like the longer, lower, wider, more muscular kinds of surfaces. This does actually really look great. You look around it, except for those antler... What, what do we decide on? It's like the pincers on a, on, a, on a bug. so. They're the, the Mazda pincers. Look, I'm not trying to just bring negativity for the sake of polarity. I really wish this had some technology or some sort of feature that lived up to the styling. Hmm, okay. Because, yes, it's good. If you like the styling, if, you, if this fits your life, it is really good. But I want it to push the segment. I want it to be more compelling than a CX-5. If I'm spending my money at Mazda and I'm doing light off-roading just like this, there's really no point to buy this. There's not. The CX-5 has plenty of power. It can do just this. Sure. Also has off-road mode. I feel like this drives heavier. Hmm. Even in cars as big as the CX-9, we feel like, yeah, the Miata people made this. Sure, yeah. I don't feel like Miata people made this. Hey. Off-road people made this. No, they didn't. <laughs> you didn't consult any off-roaders. It's got the off exterior reservoir, Fox shock with it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's, it doesn't. None of that. Therefore, you are buying for style, purely on the basis of style. And I feel like the suspension is too harsh. I feel like this drives thicker and heavier than it needs to be. It's not that light, delicate, Mazda-ness, tuned and excellent. I, I definitely enjoy this more than you do, but that's interesting. I see where you're at. I want this. To, I wonder if we put it in sport mode for this thing, for this dirt road. Sport would we mode, have more fun? Sport mode actually does listen to, you know, 
pulling all the acceleration out of this engine. I was I was flying up an on ramp earlier in sport mode. The, the paddles, engine is powerful. The paddles actually listen, which is good. I mean, this yes. is a six speed auto. It's not any kind of dual yeah. clutch. The paddles listen well. It has all that interaction that we are used to from Mazdas. But I do I do agree with you that this feels bigger, like genuinely bigger than the CX five. And I know it is actually a little larger. But like sure. bigger in that kind of number truck way, right? Yeah. And bigger is fine. Mm-hmm. Bigger has a market. People need bigger. Yeah. But then if it does something to go along with that bigger, mm. like you know, the more off road, it's lifted higher. But no, this has twenty inch wheels. We're passing the cross track. They couldn't hack it. They could. We want to go faster than oh, a cross track man. on this road. So there you go. They timed Solved. out. Yeah. <laughs> Done. If this sat higher, if it came with eighteens, if there was an option to get eighteens. Telling you, they're looking over Subaru's shoulder, and it's working Forrester, very well. XC90, yep, uh, Rav4, yeah, Rav4, Tahoe. No, uh-huh. that's a Denali. Yep, all of these can do everything. That yep. Mustang can do what this just did. Fair, that's it can. True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What's the point of this? Back to where this will spend most of its time. Yes. its natural habitat, mm-hmm. freeways. Yep. But this does actually have great power. It does. When you dip in, it's really quite good. I've been consistently surprised by how well this thing moves. And maybe it's because I was thinking about it next to the Outback, which Uh, is incredibly capable and a fantastic use of space, even though the Outback is surprisingly large if you haven't seen one up close. Hey, look, a canoe on an Outback. I'm going to catch up to him. Proving my point, we don't have to go far before we see a canoe. I joke yep. about it all the time. Like, nobody puts canoes. There's one. Uh-huh. Hanging out on the freeway. Canoe. I mean, not the canoe. You're often a totally separate tangent about the electrical canoe, right? The electric but, canoe. But this, I do like the engine and transmission the in this immensely. I, I prefer it over what would happen in the Outback, even though the Outback has the superior all-wheel drive system. Yeah. Yeah. And The engine is great. The yeah. transmission is great. It does feel smooth on roads. And... You're going to like it. If you buy this, you're going to like it. I yeah. just feel like there's not that next Mazda thing, that, that standout that that we've always noted about Mazda. You're used to Mazda defining their class, which they do with almost every vehicle, and this one doesn't for you. I it get doesn't. That. I see that. Yeah, I wish okay. it did. Okay. Look at that. A canoe. A canoe. There's the canoe that this needs. Maybe we could borrow it for the review. I'm, I'm sure that uh, there will be us? canoe options. And that's like a homemade rack, too. I'm sure they yeah, will make canoe options. For the CX-50, all of the marketing material was dusty dirt road with stuff on the roof. All of it was. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I wanted to like this more. I just thought, it's the new CX-50. Of course, it's going to be brilliant, just like everything else. And when it's not, like you said, if it doesn't define that class, mm-hmm. I think that's a miss for Mazda. Interesting. This is probably a hit for any other car company. It's probably great. That's an interesting point. Yeah. But not for Mazda. People who built it. Okay. All right. The auto people didn't build this. Off-road people didn't build this. Highway people built this. <laughs> the marketing I, department built this. I guess. With beanies and kayaks yes. and, and big roof racks. Canoe. There yep. it is. Uh-huh. Back there. Built by marketing. This built by marketing. Step on your hamburger. <laughs> Tell telling you. It just, they, sometimes they show up and they're too big. You just got to squish them a the bit. and then it's right. squish out. It just, yeah. 